Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela and I will be your host as we go on a journey of exploring all the ways that God is sending love to us and through us. Welcome back everybody. So this is episode 63 and as promised from last episode, I'd like to spend some time today talking about the marriage that happened just a few weeks ago. It was a marriage between myself and my now husband, Dylan, and it is so joyful. It is just truly, truly joyful to be married, and the entire experience was really profound. And as with so many things that I talk about on this podcast, it can feel like I'm trying to put words to something that is so beyond words. And that's kind of what I love. Like that feels like this deeply satisfying challenge that is presented to me with love signals, with now with this marriage and with the wedding ceremony specifically. So it was July 30th of 2023 that Dylan and I got married out in Connecticut with this incredible community around us. Now, Dylan has been friends with the main the main guy. We went out there to stay with him and his family, John and Meg, hello, <laughs> and their wonderful children. Um, and then our other dear friend, Chris, was out in the Connecticut area too, and he officiated the wedding. And his wife, Candace, sat down with Dylan and myself via Skype um, Chris, Candace, they're married, and then Dylan and I were about to be married. They sat down with us and spent a couple hours over the course of a few weekends really talking to us about what marriage means and specifically the Christian perspective and the Christian lens, the biblical lens on marriage and really what a biblical marriage means. And Dylan and I... It was after we became saved. We both became saved right around the same time. Um, he was a little ahead of me, <laughs> and which I trust all the time, and I think it was so beautiful. Um, but Dylan was just feeling so, so deeply connected to Christ and so deeply eager to devote himself to Christ and to acknowledge the deep and profound truth of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us so that we could, our debt of sin could be washed away and we could stand before God when we die and be welcomed into the kingdom of heaven. And I was, you know, having my journey, taking my time, having my feelings about it all. And then a few different things kind of clicked into place for me. I really feel like I, I'm still retrospectively understanding what really happened there for me in my salvation experience. <laughs> and then, and as I share my testimony in various ways in, um, with various highlights in this podcast and in conversations with friends and family and um, my journal, I am coming to uh, just like savor and understand what went on there for me. And so... There we were. We were both so 
just overjoyed with committing ourselves to Christ and being just like so filled with, there's this idea in Christianity, there's this really, it's a reality. It's not just an idea. It's a reality that when you commit yourself to Christ, when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you receive the Holy Spirit, that there's this, you die to yourself and it's like that you that lived before is crucified with Christ. And then there's this Christ as this resurrected being lives in you and you become your, your body, your, your presence here on earth becomes, um, a window of Christ's light and you are filled with the Holy Spirit, which is part of this triune God of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so this Holy Spirit comes to dwell within you and you get to walk in your daily life with the Holy Spirit um, as this, this presence that is in you and is giving you all that grace, all that love, all that Christ love. Um, and so <clears throat> I really feel how because there was such an earnestness to the journey that both Dylan and I had been on with coming to Christ, there was this fullness of our, our devotion. And as the, <laughs> as the like, I don't know, maybe it's just like, like my good student self, or I just, I'm such, um, I just love to deeply engage with things. So I was like, oh, what are the books I could be reading? What are, what's this? What's that? And so I was asking, I actually asked Chris about books he recommended. And I asked John as well. And I got two excellent book recommendations. One is I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist by Frank Turek. And he has a co-author. I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, and the other is uh, Found, colon, God's Will. And I think that's by... Oh, no. Now I'm forgetting his name. It'll come to me later. I've talked about that book so many times on the podcast, but wonderful book. Um, maybe it's John MacArthur. I'll have to look it up. And let's be clear. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. It's such a great book. I haven't gone through the whole book yet. It is very – because – I haven't been, like, I didn't come from an atheist background. I came more from, like, a new age, new thought background. There's ways that that book um, is deeply satisfying and profound and still definitely relates to me and to any any believer or non-believer, anybody. But there was just a way that found God's will, both because it was a lot shorter, <laughs> but also there's just something about it that I was just like, yes, how can I live – I've decided. I I feel so clear that I want to dedicate my life to Christ and I want to just go all in. And what does that mean? You know, I I I want to live my life in accordance to God's will for me. What does that mean? And the Bible's a big book, you know, and it takes a lot of time to understand it and decipher it. So what I loved about found God's will was that it was an incredible synthesis. Um, and kind of like a great overview for me. And so I was reading that book as well as the other book. And, I, you know, just like just I was just so hungry, so excited to just dig into all this information. And I was reading the Bible at the same time. 
And I got really clear in myself that it's like, whoa, I don't know if, um, if just dating and just cohabitating and all of that is really in alignment with God's will. Like God wants us to be married. If, if we want to be in a romantic relationship, uh, and, and everything that goes along with that, God wants us to be married and to be deeply committed to one another and for romance to exist in that container. When you have found a person who is the person for you, who is willing to make that commitment and who you're willing to make that commitment with as well. And Dylan was having similar thoughts and feelings of like, whoa, you know, I, I care about being Christian and, and really honoring God's will for us. And, and, tr- and tr- beyond honoring, it's like, for me, part of it is this deep trust in God's will and, and in kind of the organizing ideas and structures that God lays out. And I, I don't know if I've said this very much on the podcast, but I say it all the time to Dylan that as I'm reading the Bible, as I'm studying about his word through other authors and other books and podcasts and all of that, I am so struck by, and obviously through my own experience, I'm so struck by how deeply intelligent and deeply kind, like, oh, the exquisite kindness of God's rules and commands for us and to be clear, being a good Christian, quote unquote, is not, it's not a legalistic thing. That's the way that this kind of talked about. It's not about, you know, before Christ came, there was, in, in Judaism, it was really this like law-centric reality of like, you will you will be pleasing to God if you fulfill all of his commandments, if you follow all of his rules. But in Christianity, the rules, that's not, those, those come from the sanctification of giving yourself to Christ. So you can, you can be the most law-breaking, rule-breaking, sinful, quote-unquote, person and come to Christ. It's, Christ does not reject you for what you've done. All you need to do is acknowledge your sin, repent, acknowledge it, acknowledge what you've done. And, and that can be a continual process. I feel like for me, there's layers of acknowledgement and of, um, there's this word conviction, you know, like being convicted and, and that's, it's different than guilt. It's this sense of like, whoa, that wasn't okay. And I, I want to ask for forgiveness from God for that thing that I did, that choice that I that I made, that way that I didn't trust in him, whatever it might be. It's very different than that heavy guilt where it's like sticky and you can't quite get out from under it. So there we were, Dylan and myself, and we were both feeling like, wow, marriage, that really feels like not only something like a desire in each of our hearts, but also a desire that, and, and like, um, a path being laid before us by God and our 
aim, our goal with getting married was about making this this deep commitment to one another and to Christ. To to make a covenant before God to be exclusive to this person, to to do life with this person, to be woven together. There's this, I'm reading another really great book right now called The Wife's Secret to Happiness. I love the subtitle. I'll read that. Receiving, Honoring, and Celebrating God's Role for You in Your Marriage. And it's by Jen Weaver. She's great. It's really fun. She writes in a very interesting style because like she's she goes between being like very conversational and then there's other times where she's like very poetic and I'm almost like, wait, is this script? Am I reading scripture right now? Or like a new translation of like, or is this like a poem or like, is this old, old, old English or like what's happening? Like there's such, yeah, there's just like, there's a lot of dynamism in the way that she writes. And then there's like really fun, like little quizzes and lists that you can kind of see like, oh, which style of of being a wife am I leaning towards in this certain aspect? And it's very dynamic. It's very fun. And the first chapter, she talks about the blessing of either the braided life or the three strands. Let me look. The blessing of three strands. And she so exquisitely describes, some people describe it as a triangle. God is at the top you are at one of the corners of the triangle. Your husband's at the other. You as the wife. Myself as the wife. One corner of the triangle, a husband at the other. And that as you, you know, live your lives, you grow closer to one another by becoming closer to God, by moving closer to God. Rather than if you try to go straight towards each other, it, it's like the triangle kind of loses its balance and its grace and things can get weird. <laughs> But if you move closer, choose to move closer to God, you get closer to one another. There's just so much to say about this. I feel delightfully overwhelmed. (laughs) But okay, sticking to what I was saying. So the blessing of the three strands. So Jen Weaver, rather than talking about this triangle, she talks about this braid. And I love braiding. I've I've braided many a doll's hair and I've braided my hair many times. I just, braids are so cool. In, in school, in Waldorf school, we learned how to draw Celtic braids. And I just thought that was one of the coolest things. The whole over, under, over, under, like it's like mathematical, but it's artsy too. I just, I could spend a lot of time drawing braids, making braids. It's great. I'm here for it. Anyway, so I was really ready for this analogy. And it's the idea of a rope that's made from three strands is so much stronger. And not only does it stay woven together better, but it's it's just stronger overall uh, than one that's just one strand or two strands. And the three strands are the wife, the husband, and God, and Christ. And... Um, Mm, it's just so beautiful to look at how to weave together well, how to how to weave all the all all of those profound beings, presences, you know, God is not just a being. God is so much more than that. Um, but weaving all three together. And where was I going with all this? 
that was really the commitment that Dylan and I wanted to make. You know, our, our marriage, our wedding was about God. It was really about Christ. And one thing that was so wonderful about going to Connecticut for this ceremony was, one, it was so wonderful to be in person with these fellow Christians who we love so much, so, so much. And Dylan and John have been dear friends, like best friends for probably a decade, maybe more, but they've never met. They just both really love various video games and they've been connected through video games for years. And because, you know, it just feels like such a, a God-blessed friendship, um, they've, they haven't just played video games in a mindless way. There's been like a deep, deep bonding and, and they've had other conversations and they've done other projects together across, you know, coast to coast, California to Connecticut. And it's profound. It's profound the way that God has worked through Dylan and John and, and it's rippled out to our families. And then Chris is a dear friend of John. And now we're all friends. It's just, it's, it's so wonderful. <clears throat> I really, I really feel God's love in all of it. And um, John and Chris were really there for Dylan and for myself as we were in this kind of wrestling period with our faith of like, how do we feel like do like is Christianity really the answer? Like and I know John and Dylan had had many 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 conversations about Christianity and faith and all of that over the years and Chris and John were really there for me as I was starting to be like, eh, I don't know, what do I? What about this? This makes me uncomfortable. What about that? I want to trust God, but I like I don't know, what about this? What about that? So they were just so there and so ready to just hear me out and share their thoughts. And more than anything, more than any of the specifics of, of what was ever discussed, what I remember is this feeling of the steadiness in them and the, the honesty. They were so honest about, you know, their experiences as Christians. And I also just felt, I, I really felt God's love coming through them to make it a love signal, right? Or to, to notice the love signal in that. I felt God's love coming through them. And that's really what I still remember to this day. It's just this feeling of God's love and patience and generosity of like, yeah, yeah, that is hard. Yeah, you know, or uh, seriously, I don't even remember the specifics of anything that was said. I just remember this feeling of deep, I felt deeply respected every time I spoke with them about Christianity. And I felt like they really had beautiful things that they were teaching me and helping me learn. And um, I just feel so touched. I feel so grateful. And so when Dylan and I decided we wanted to get married, we're like, oh, it just doesn't feel right to love each other this much, to know we want to be married, to be living together, all of that, to be Christian and to not have not really make this official before God. And John and Chris were just so ready. They're like, okay, maybe we could fly out there to like 
be part of the ceremony or maybe you don't maybe you don't need us maybe you can like marry yourselves out in the desert like we're all just kind of brainstorming together and it just worked out god's timing is so wonderful that chris was going to be out in connecticut and i was already envisioning a trip in the fall that dylan and i would make out to connecticut and it was like you know what it's a few months early but it's, we have the budget for it. What if we just flew out to Connecticut and got married? <laughs> what if we just did it? And so that's what we did. And it all came together so beautifully. Um, it was a bit of a flurry, but that felt kind of joyful in its own way of me online shopping and Dylan online shopping as well alongside me for the wedding rings and the engagement ring <laughs> and uh, the shoes, which I ended up wearing some shoes I already had. Thanks, mom. <laughs> there are shoes I had bought once. And then I gave them to my mom and then she loaned them back to me for it. So that really worked out. And dresses and hair, you know, jewels. And, you know, it, it was so cool though, because I feel like I got to experience how easy it is for a wedding to become about the world of materialism. It was like, whoa, it's like driving down the highway and you see the on-ramp and you see, it's like the on-ramp to Las Vegas or something. And you just see all the sparkle and all the glitter. And maybe you kind of take that exit, but you just get right back on the highway. <laughs> just like, nope, not going to go all the way into that town and get back on the highway. That's not for me. That's not what this is about. And I was so grateful to have not only my prayer time, my, my journal prayer time, my daily time with the Bible. But most of all, my wonderful now husband, Dylan, to talk about all this with because I could feel like the, the, the things I bumped up against as we were planning all of it were some, some of that kind of worldly stuff, worldly desires creeping in of like, but wait, what about all these? We need more time to plan because we have to, you know, like we have to just spend a million billion dollars on all the things and make it all perfectly planned. And so the, the worldliness, the spending money on it, really interestingly uh, touched the other kind of uh, thing I could struggle with, which is the desire to control it, the desire to plan it, the desire to uh, <laughs> not surrender at all. <laughs> just make it super just what I want it to be. Uh, what, cause I can't really, there's a lot of lack of trust in that control tendency. Right. And I am a great planner and there's ways that that skill is so valuable. And I know it comes in handy. It's like one of the main things that I contribute at my job <laughs> and it's, but being flexible is also one of the things that I've really been able to bring to my, my work life and, and so many other areas of life too. So it was beautiful to get to talk with Dylan again and again and again. And honestly, actually, it didn't take that many conversations because the conversations we had went so deep. And I oh, I just felt, once again, it's like these these we get to be these windows of God's love and God's light for each other. Oh, so beautiful uh, to remember like, oh, yeah, like this is about God. I want as much, like every inch of this wedding to bring glory to God. That really became the focus for me and for Dylan. It was like, let's just, let's have this just be 
a celebration of God and, and the glory of God and the goodness of God and the grace of God and the love of God. And so, uh, that's really what it was. I could cry with joy in this moment right now, reflecting on that. That's really what it was. And one thing that's really beautiful to me is that we had multiple people come up to us after the ceremony and they said, wow, that is, that's like, that was the most Christ-centered wedding I've ever been to. And I loved it so much. I felt like there was just such an emphasis on God and on love of God and bringing glory to God. And I was like, oh, and, and really, you know, that was the intention, but it wasn't like, like I was white knuckling it of what has to be this, you know, really it became for me at least. And I actually would love to ask Dylan about this. It became such an experience of practicing receiving, receiving God's plan for it. Cause that, that was the thing that Dylan kept saying, he's like, let's leave room in the plan for God's plan. God already clearly has such a plan for all of this, the way it's all coming together. Let's leave room for God's plan. And it was so exquisite to feel, I described it recently on one of my work calls. I said it was like, like a, like an extended trust fall into love. Like it just felt like I was just surrendering and 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 falling into the embrace of so much love and those people i am so touched by the people that we we knew from long distance right john mag they're incredible kids chris candace who wasn't there but she, i felt her she was there she was rallying for us you know through chris and through the conversations that we had before the wedding, and then this incredible community, John's church, John and Meg's church was so beautiful. And they, they rallied around us in this, this beautiful way. Like I, I didn't know that, I didn't know that people could be that generous and that people like, and like truly joyfully giving it. It's the most that I've ever experienced that of just this open-hearted, joyful generosity. And I could feel the joy that they were getting out of helping us. And then, wow, they really helped us. They really helped us. I, I think about the day of the wedding and that it was a Sunday. And that morning we got to go to church and it was so fun because we got to meet Dylan had gone away to this kind of men's um, camp that they that the church had done a few days. That's why Chris was out there. And so Dylan had already bonded with a lot of the men. And then and then this was so like I hardcore cried about this when it happened. Meg threw me a surprise bridal shower. <laughs> the, I think it was the Friday night um, when the guys were at camp and all of that. And these incredible women and they're incredible kids <laughs> there was like lots of really adorable kids I think they were all I think it was all girl yeah it was all the girl kids because I think the boys were either at the camp or elsewhere um so all these daughters and mothers and the daughters all kind of played together and then the mothers and I all got to like 
sit together and read devotionals and just talk. And I ask them my deep questions about marriage and thoughts about, you know, husband and wife dynamics and all of that. And I just, it was so beautiful. And so then there we are Sunday morning, we're at church and it's such a beautiful church. You can just feel how alive everyone is there and how loving everyone is there and um, and how human they all are, right? They, they just, they're just very grounded, very like, ah, there was just like an earthy goodness to everybody. And it was so wonderful to see, you know, the husbands and the wives together. I had met the wives, Dylan had met the husbands, and then there they all were together. And everyone was just so excited for us. And uh, the pastor and his wife were there and we got to meet them. Well, actually, we'd already met them because they came to our baptism, which was that Saturday night before. So that was fun <laughs> to see them again <laughs> and reflect on the baptism and how um, kind of rambunctious it was with the waves and everything. And so ah, that day played out. It was like we got home from church. Like we were, we lingered, we lingered. And um, and I, you know, I'd, I'd let Meg know like, I just, I, all I know is that I just don't want to leave too many things to the end because I just know that I want a little bit of quiet time before the ceremony or just at some point during the day to just kind of take some time. And she just came in so strong with, she just handled it all. <laughs> it just was incredible. She was out picking flowers we to, to supplement some of the flowers we bought at Costco um, she called some of her incredible friends who came and they were like, you know what? We're going to bring food. The, all these other people showed up. All that Dylan and I expected or, or even hoped or dreamed for was to be married in Megan John's backyard, to have Chris officiate, to have their daughter, Ellie, be our flower girl, to have their son, Wes, be our ring bearer, <laughs> and then uh, their eldest, Jack, to walk me down the aisle, which was so sweet. He was, he was so great. When I asked him, he was like, I would love to. I Can you tell me what that really means, though? <laughs> or like, what, what does that entail? <laughs> and, and I was so happy to describe it, and his mom helped me explain it, too. And it was, he was like, yes, I would love to do that. He was so earnest. Oh, and, and Wes as the ring bearer was incredible. And, and Elle as the flower girl. I just, I love, I love those kids. I love that family so much. And, um, that's all I expected. You know, I was like, yeah, it'll just be us. You know, Meg was my matron of honor. John was Dylan's best man. I'm like, what else do we need? You know, but then as, as these days went on and all of that, um, it just blossomed into this beautiful thing where, you know, somebody's offering to play music and, oh, well, let me just bring my sister and we can harmonize and she'll play guitar and I'll play the piano. And and then the pastor and his wife want to come. And then Meg's other friend's like, I want to bring food. And oh, and this other friend, oh, let me bring food. And then John's parents show up and the church lets us use their tables and chairs. And so we ended up having this like small, still small, but just like, Oh, it was just so full of love. It was so full of love and so much just this outpouring of kindness and care. And uh, I really felt God's love coming through every, just every inch of it. 
And uh, some of my favorite moments leading up to the ceremony, uh, when I was in the bathroom, which they have this beautiful bathroom at their house that has a nice big window that looks out at the backyard, which is, there's like a walkout basement below it. So it's like a little high up. And uh, I could see John had the tractor. He loves his tractor. Anything, anything to use the tractor. And Dylan's out there. Uh, and it's like maybe like a two hours or so, two or three hours before the ceremony. And they're like, they're like moving like a huge, huge rectangular flagstone, like just huge, like huge, like as tall as like a person, basically, maybe a little shorter. <laughs> like really, And it's like up on one of its short ends and Dylan's kind of pushing it against the tractor. And it's like, and I just see, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, well, looks like they're having fun. <laughs> and I was like, looks like Dylan's about to get crushed by that stone, but you know what? I trust that they're going to work it out. Dylan's strong. John's there. He's strong too. Like they're, they're going to figure it out. <laughs> and, um, oh, it was just, it was just so, <laughs> it was such a Chris and, or sorry, such a John and Dylan kind of moment because they're just, I just feel like they they're very much men together, but they're also very much children when they're together. And that's part of the joy. And uh, Chris, speaking of Chris, he did such an incredible job officiating. And he really checked in with myself and with Dylan about, you know, what we wanted the ceremony to, to look like and how we wanted it to feel and he gave us examples of what could be said. You know, would it be repeat after me? Would it be um, more that he say a bunch of things and then have us say I do? And I was so blown away. And I think it was so wonderful because Dylan and I both just felt so clear that we trusted Chris and we trusted him to really be filled with the Holy Spirit in his in his officiation process and so we we invited him and, and and he kind of suggested that he take some time at the beginning just to talk about God's purpose for marriage and then I asked him to weave in some certain concepts into the repeat after me's and we also asked to have some time during the ceremony where we could just each speak from the heart and that was a, that was maybe like the, it was like the vestige of the planner in me that was like, and the kind of should mentality that was lingering in there of like, I should write out vows and Dylan should write out vows. And I just kept feeling like, I don't know how to write out something that feels succinct enough, but also thorough enough. And I just felt I was really struggling with that. And I just, and I felt, I think partly too, I just felt how it wasn't right. I, it was a, it was a I should do this. It wasn't a deeply divinely inspired kind of action. And Dylan and I sat down, I think the day of the wedding to talk about that a little bit. And I was like, I just I just don't know. Like I don't even know if I have time to like write down vows or and I I don't I want them to be great, you know. And he's like, yeah, same. And he's like there's so many things I want to say, but I don't know how to say them or where like, I don't know if I could write it out. Like that just, that feels like this hurdle. And I think I had to get up. Maybe I was like checking on one of the kids or something. I don't know. I got up and then I just like felt like God just kind of 
really spoke spoke to me in my heart and I just clearly could see it of like, wait, what if we just say whatever we're inspired to say in the moment? What if we all we do is ask Chris to give each of us a moment to say whatever God inspires us to say to one another? And Dylan was like, yes, that's it. That's it. That Yes, absolutely. That feels perfect. That's so right. And that was one of the really beautiful moments during the ceremony. And I went first. And I just remember the feeling, more than anything I said, I remember the feeling of feeling so much deep presence and, and peace and trust and just and just so feeling so grateful for the opportunity to, I really think most of what I said was thank you. I was thanking God and I was thanking Dylan for loving me and, and being patient because I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't get saved right when he got saved and there was tension and there was difficulty in that period where he was saved and I wasn't. And just feeling the deep gratitude that that God helped him to love me and just be spacious with me. And I didn't feel any pressure from him to, to be any certain way. And he was really clear that he wanted me to come to Christ if that's what I wanted and only if that's what I wanted. And so when I had that moment to say whatever was on my heart or mind, that's really what I felt most inspired to share was just this deep gratitude and gratitude to God for giving me this man to love and to unite my life with. And um, I'm such a fan of happy tears. <laughs> I really am. I think crying is pretty cool. I don't know. I, I mean, it can be very uncomfortable. I've definitely cried in the tender, deep, sad ways. And it's, I don't really like that. I mean, it's, it's nice to get it out rather than just be stagnant. But happy tears are one of my favorite things because it just feels like it just is such a beautiful expression of the tenderness and the, the potency of that moment. And I know that Dylan does not cry that much. I've seen him cry once or twice, and I've known him almost two years now. You know, and usually it's like he tears up a little. It's not like, like I'm really thorough. <laughs> I And I think a lot of women are that way, right? It's like we just, it's just like it really comes down. Um, <clears throat> but I know that there were multiple times where Dylan really got misty-eyed, and I did too. Um, some of the moments were as I was walking down the aisle. There wasn't really an aisle, but walking across the yard <laughs> uh, to him, I could see him like get kind of choked up, and I felt it too. And I was grateful to have all that time, and walking is so grounding to just kind of get to feel that wave of that that deep joy and reverence. And then there was a moment um, during the repeat after me's, um, I think as we were putting the rings on one another's fingers. So Dylan was doing that on for me first. And one of the moments when I think something, I think it was the word wife, I remember. It's like you had to kind of pause 
because he just was so like touched and so <laughs> tender. Um, and I like got really choked up as that was happening. And then when it was my turn to do repeat after me, man, I just felt like so steady. Like I didn't really feel misty eyed. I was just like, yes, here I am. <laughs> um, and that felt nice actually, because not that I was concerned about like crying uncontrollably during the ceremony, but uh, that thought probably crossed my mind of like, oh, wow. Yeah. I might just be having big feelings and not be able to talk very well. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I actually felt incredibly peaceful incredibly grounded and uh like I was really there I was really there and um I think I said this on the last episode but I'll, I'll conclude with this my greatest prayer and I was able to take some quiet time before the ceremony and and actually uh, multiple times there were uh, multiple moments where I was able to take a moment of quiet and and really pray and my prayer that day was to really let in all the love, all the love that was there. I just felt God's love just like shining and radiating out of everybody I was interacting with and out of like the trees and the grass, like it's just everything, God's creation, right? The people, the place, the animals, the the physical things, you know, the dress, the everything I was interacting with, I just felt God's love shining out of it. And I felt God's presence. And I felt God's love coming through Dylan and, and through Chris and through Meg and John and then all these other incredible people who showed up. And I felt it in their words and in their, their prayer. There was this beautiful moment before, I know I said I was going to conclude there, but there's more I want to say. There's this beautiful moment as the the wedding party, you know, the 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 kids and Meg and um, myself were getting ready, and met one of Meg's dearest friends is also named Meg, so the Megs were there, and this other friend Meg, she came in like just such a um, such a beacon of of light, and ah, she ah, I just appreciate her so much. She had so much grace and. I even asked her some pretty deep questions about certain traditions with marriage and things like that. And her answers were so beautiful. And I could just feel the depth, how deeply embodied the answers were. And uh, before we all did our procession of, uh, you know, flower girl, ring bearer, uh, maid of honor, etc. Meg, Meg's there's the main Meg and then there's Meg E. I think her last name starts with an E. Uh, we all held hands. And I said, can we take a moment for, cause it was like, <laughs> we were like, ah, all the kids were kind of getting all excited. Oh yeah. And, and I think, um, Meg E's daughter was, she kind of carried out a little sign. It was just, it was so great. It was so, so great. It was so joyful. Um, so we were trying to kind of take a beat and I think Meg, uh, John's wife was saying like, everybody take a deep breath. And then I said, Hey, Let's take a moment for prayer. And we were like, yes. And so the Megs and I all held hands. I think maybe Jack, their eldest son, also kind of held hands with us. And Meg E led us in a moment of prayer. And it was just so beautiful to, to take that moment together. You know, praying on my own is so wonderful. But praying together with Dylan, with, with other friends, and with these women 
Um, and with this wedding party, you know, Jack and the kids were kind of nearby. They were, I felt like they were part of it. Before this profound ceremony, it just felt so right and so good. And so, yeah, the that theme of just feeling God's love radiating in every, just every little detail of it. And then after the ceremony, it was just so joyful. We all got, we talked and we had some apple cider, sparkling cider and cheesecake because Dylan and I really love Costco cheesecake. <laughs> that was our wedding cake. And we took all these really joyful photos together and, uh, Meg E's husband helped video the whole thing. We had my phone set up on a tripod and he actually did like some zooming in and rotating with it. And we've been, we want to work on getting like a nice little video version of the ceremony so we can send that to friends and family. Um, But it just, it was just incredible. The love and the support. It's like God was just overflowing and his love. I mean, I so interesting. It's like, I know that Christ is here always. I know that. But sometimes that knowing feels more like it's in my brain. It's more this logical feeling. And sometimes I can feel it on every single level. And and it feels so right that my wedding day, Dylan and my wedding day, was a day where I felt God and the presence of Christ so vividly. And I will remember that forever. And I I feel that when I see these photos of our wedding. So (laughs) that's it for this week. I know I went deep into detail and you know what? I feel really good about it. I I hope that you all got something out of it, whether it's just the joy of hearing about you know, a good time or um, maybe some certain elements stood out to you. But I am grateful for the opportunity to reflect on all of it and to really let it sink in and, and soak into my heart and my soul on an even deeper level how much God loves us and how much God wants to soak us and saturate us with his love and I'm so grateful that Dylan and I heeded the call to get married and to get married in the way that we did get married to have our wedding be the way that it was because it was just as it needed to be and my prayer now is that we can continue to heed the, the messages that God sends to us, the love signals that God sends to us in our lives, in our marriage together, and that we can continue to receive his love because it's here. I really feel that. And sometimes I don't feel it as much, but I know that God is not a feeling. God is a, is a reality. And my feelings, my thoughts, my heart, my mind, all of it, they can fluctuate, they can be fickle, they can get tossed around and distracted, but the steadfastness, the steadfastness, that's a hard word to say, of God's love is 
Absolute. And like with practicing gratitude, I, I choose to practice noticing God's steadfast love. And because it's 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 what's true. It's it's just sometimes, like I've talked about many times on this podcast, sometimes we don't observe what's before us because we just haven't honed our attention to notice it. So I choose and I I pray that God can support me in noticing and meditating on his steadfast love now and forever. All right, my dears, (laughs) that is it for this week. May you be well. And please know there is so much love here for you. Take care and God bless.